Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. Welcome to the build-up show, the countdown to the Merseyside derby is on. Liverpool taking on the Blues at Anfield at the weekend. I am Paul Machen. I'm joined by Chris Pajak, by Callum Sanderson, and by John Machen as well. What a time it is to be a Red. Positivity overfloweth in the uh, big cup of life at the moment because we've won a game of football. Um, oh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that just is what it is, Chris. I, you know, we've... The, the, the way we tend to shoot just... Be appearing behind the curtain for for a moment if anyone's even remotely asked. We tend to do final words of the previous game, then straight into a build up for the for the next match, and they have been a slog yeah. <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. A real slog because not you know in a normal world you'd finish talking about one game, you'd have a day or two to digest and mull over, to hopefully feel a little bit better, and then you'd go again for the next one. We haven't had that, but now I don't need it. I'm full of beads and full of energy, well, full of joy. We, we build up to derbies in different ways. Like I am so, I was so full of positivity, but now we're talking about Everton, and I'm getting nervous. I can feel myself getting nervous for the derby, and I'm not ready to let go of last night's performance yet. Yeah. I'm not ready to let go of the good feelings. I don't want to be nervous three days out from the bloody game. You know what I mean? And but this is what derbies do to you. Yeah, and mm. and I still think you know regardless, that was an incredible performance last night, and we've got to be able to take that now and what we and what we did well into this game and if we do that we'll beat Everton yeah and and the good thing about this is is that look it's going to be a tight game regardless Daddy. They, they, look Everton are a good team and, and they've given us some good games in derbies more you know it, so in the last couple of years yeah, they've been the odd there's been we've had the wins still where we've needed them um but you can they've been put they've been getting closer and closer, particularly, you know, you know, there's a couple of games you think back to obviously the Divakarigi moment being the outstanding one. Everyone remembers that for that moment, but Everton were really good in, in that game. Carlo Ancelotti's a fantastic manager. They're doing well this season by their own by their own low standards, to be fair, but you know, they are. Um what we've got now, because I think Liverpool were always capable of winning this. But I, I, at least we feel like Liverpool are capable of winning football matches again, which is a major psychological shift. Yeah, we. I mean, we also seem to be playing well away from home, not necessarily at home. So, yeah, um, I think that sort of plays into it as well. Um, but it's it's a derby game, and you you have no clue how it's going to be. It could be one of those really dour games we've had too many of, or yet it could be full of blood and thunder I mean there was that was it Ancelotti's first game where they could have been two up in the first five minutes uh, at Anfield I mean it could be that kind of a game it just you just don't know I think that's why you yeah. get nervous because you just don't know what to expect that's you know true. any other team in their position over the years you'd go into the game thinking well this is easy 
mm. and yet you know it's never easy. It's what you've got. Callum is a bunch of things where you you build a story up and you build a narrative up and look. Let's be honest, um, and I, I always had this line written pre Leipzig. So it feels less true because we've just won a game, of course. But this is their if if they're going to win a game at Anfield, like like now's the time to do it. You know, Man City have just broken their hoodoo at, at Anfield as well. There's a bunch of teams coming coming to our ground now, thinking, okay, well, you know, we've, we've we can make a better fist of this. Not having the crowds makes a it makes a massive massive difference to to our to our offering at home. Um, I, yeah, I, I think Liverpool just turning the the, the the corner in form has definitely kind of softened the edges off that a little bit. But equally, it's no it's no less true. Now, it's up to Liverpool to continue the narrative because we've had these every Merseyside derby the last five years. We've had a this is the reason why it might it's the right time for Everton to finally win one of these things. And every time we find a new way to make it the most Everton thing ever. Um <laughs> And this is a new. This is that's the that's what this game is. It's either Everton finally breaking that that curse at Anfield in the circumstances where they should do, uh, or it's Liverpool finding a way to make it to get a win once again, even though it should have been, which makes it all more, all the more heartbreaking for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think what adds another dimension to this game is, as you said, Carlo Ancelotti. He is one of the all-time great managers, and he's got a pretty decent record against Klopp as well. So. You, you can't underestimate that. But yeah, at the moment, if you want to play against Liverpool and you want to play them at Anfield, now is the absolute perfect time. I mean, we even saw when um, we played Tottenham Wolves at Anfield, we had a few thousand fans, just the difference that made. And then obviously we lost the games to Burnley, Brighton and, and City. And we just didn't look right at all in the games, let alone it being at Anfield. However, it does seem like we're starting to turn a corner. So it's difficult to sort of process what's going to happen, but if if I'm if you're an Everton fan, you're thinking, yeah, now we we do it now, we do it right now. They, pro- they probably still aren't because they're a browbeating bunch, Chris. Um, but there will be a little part, I think, in the, the eternal optimists in the back of their they minds. They could go into this game level on points with us. Yeah, the likelihood is they don't. Mm. They could go level with a win. Yes, because they play Manchester City tonight, don't yeah. they? But I mean, like. What would that do if they get a win against Manchester City and then they come to Anfield? That that's the narrative, isn't it? It's now's the time. We're level on points. We beat them at Anfield and we go above them by right with a game in hand in the league table as well. Yeah, I I, I will we'll talk. We can talk a little bit about it. I'm trying to kind of skate around that because obviously they do play tonight on the on the night of film with the Man City thing. And you're right. The ex, there's no expectations on me for them to get anything from Manchester City at, at all. But they have got very much. I mean, I, I, and I've I look. Klopp's conceded the title. I don't have my eye on that, that part of the table uh, uh, anymore but yeah, the family that, focused on West Ham and Everton yeah yeah, without yeah. a doubt oh, no, we'll get, you know kill off kill off all the, the things around you and then and see, see where you lie but the fact that they've, they also played City last game of the season now they'll be made up they'll be I mean there's probably a degree to which Evertonians would take would take a defeat against Man City just to make sure they've done their bit to us not winning the not Even winning the title. Even when they won the league. Yeah, yeah, so that they don't end up in that like Sophie's Choice style situation of where they might end up needing a win for top four on the last game of the season, but it could give Liverpool a title <laughs> if they do, uh, which would be their absolute worst nightmare. Um, but no, I mean, one of the interesting points, Chris, is that their away record better than their home record. Um, so this will be an this will be an interesting one. Our, the fact that our home form has struggled a little bit of late, in some regards, I actually think I treat that as a positive for us. Cause I can't see us losing another game at home on on the bounce. But 
as I say, we we are weak in, in that regard, and they that is where they pick up the majority of their points. Yeah, look, and they're going to be a completely different outfit. If Calvert-Lewin's not going to be fit and available, um, and if James Rodriguez isn't going to be fit and available, Bob, obviously both doubts for this game as it stands a few days out, like they'll, they'll be a different proposition and they'll come for a draw, I'd imagine, and they'll come not to get beat and not lose ground on us. Even so, even with them being available, what we've seen from Everton over the last few years is coming for that draw, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and trying to nick or engineer a, a victory. It's not really worked out for them in the past. It hasn't worked out for them for a long time at Anfield. I guess they're coming for a draw anyway and they're going to make it very difficult for Liverpool. And it's just going to be one of those games that we've had so many of over the over the course of the last few weeks of can you break us down? There's a there's a little bit of added needle to this, isn't there, just because of how the, how the, the derby went at Goodison Park, mm. obviously the Virgin van Dijk thing, um, and, and particularly Thiago. Obviously Thiago now finally back in the side, looks like he's finally up and running, great performance from him against Leipzig. There is that added little extra, and, and again as well, psychologically for the team, you might look at like some of the players might look at that as the turning point in our season I mean it wasn't in terms of results immediately but it's hard not to look back on that on that match at Goodison and say that was a significant moment um, in how our season took a turn for the worst yeah I mean if, if if the crowd was allowed in it would be an absolute nightmare for Everton this game after what happened at Goodison because they, they did ruin our season they did yeah. take out our best defender and they did take out Thiago and stop him from settling into, you know, his new team. Uh, and it's undoubtedly affected our season, no doubt about it. Um, but I'm hoping that what that will do is it'll spare the players on. Mm-hmm. I think the players will want to get something out of this game because of that, you know. Um, and hopefully that might give us the edge because I see them, I don't see them defending and not going anywhere. I see them looking at how, you know, teams have got results at Liverpool in the last few weeks, last couple of months, and playing like that, you know, trying to to move out of out of defence really quickly and, you know, play on our, our behind our full backs, you know, um, and try and play on any weakness at the back, and I, you know, so that that's going to play on, you know, how who's going to play at the back for us. And whether you know Kabak can can survive a derby game, you know, without getting yeah, he, he, yeah, well, that's the point. He does feel like a very major side derby footballer, <laughs> doesn't he? on Kabak. I just want to talk a little bit about Thiago. I think it's not something I'd really considered, gents, before. Um, but now we're starting. Like, he's coming into a new team. Yeah, you get that. But he's also coming into a new league. He's not coming up against players that he's played against before. We're actually starting to enter a part of the season where he might have played these teams and these players. Previously, or at least been sat on this touchline watching them. I'm watching them, but that, that, I wonder if that will help Thiago in any way. It should do, you know. It must be difficult when you're going into a game not knowing how the other players play, mm-hmm. like what their tendencies are. When you've spent nine years or whatever it is in the Bundesliga, you know every player inside and out, you know, and you know what they like to do, what they don't like to do, what they're scared of, what works against them, how you go past them, and all those types of things. You know, I know we go it's not long against Everton and stuff like that, but it must it must just give him a little bit more confidence that he's. Going to start coming up against teams he's actually played against before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, there's recognisable things when they go to do their analysis of the matches again. He's like, yeah, I remember that from last time. You know, th- those are things. There's notes and notes to improve upon. Um, and just, I, I think him being in a midfield that functions yeah. as, it makes a, makes a massive difference. It's funny because you know, I, I, 
I, I feel a real like prickles in the back of my neck, like uh, when we talk about we need he needs X, Y, and Z in order for him to work. And I just think about all the, the slaughtering people have given Paul Pogba over the years for using those kind of those kind of how to how do you unlock uh, Thiago Alcantara? But it's how Liverpool functions as a midfield. He needs he it's as much about him gaining a greater understanding of the system and, and how it works. And the 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 last few games have been a real encouraging step forward for him and. For for Liverpool as a whole, um, and that that will definitely add, add add even if it's only marginal gains to what he's bringing to, to, to the midfield with, without a shadow of a doubt. But I just want to see Liverpool. I go back to that Liverpool com, quite combative midfield. But what we what we're doing, if you look at the personnel, because you look back at what the, the the old school Brexit midfield was of Jordan Henderson, Milner, and, and Wijnaldum, and we think of them as being very industrious and whatever. Well, at the minute we've got a midfield three of of Wijnaldum, Thiago, and Curtis Jones, and they're actually. Look, I mean, look at them wingers, <laughs> wingers and attack and and tens, you know, by by through the through their development as footballers, and we're, they're now doing the industrious stuff, but they've also got that extra thing on top. I, it's a it's a potentially a very exciting thing, and if they can just continue that development that we've seen the last couple of weeks, this could be a very good game indeed. Uh, right, we're going to chat a bit more about what Liverpool are going to do in terms of personnel lineups uh, and what we think about this game, but we are going to take a very short break before we do that. Uh, there is a trivia question to keep you all interested in the meantime. Uh, when was the last time Carlo Ancelotti won at Anfield? Uh, we'll have a bonus set of 11 points if you can name our start 11, and if you can also name the current Everton player who played that night back in it's mad that scoring in a Champions League final isn't even Divock Origi's most iconic moment in a Liverpool shirt, but here we are. We were under pressure in Madrid, but there was big Divock to bury a second and hand us a sixth European Cup. Cue absolute carnage in our end. Divock Origi's gave us some absolutely fantastic moments, hasn't he? But that's got to be up there at the top because he just he scored a goal in the Champions League final to finish it. That was it. We won it then. When Salah gets and scores the pen I nearly faint because my body can't process that Liverpool could possibly be ahead so early into a game and then the game let's be honest it was a, was a, honest, it was a slog it was a slog of a football match it had been quite tense you know there was a period of 20 minutes there 25 minutes where Tottenham really looked like they might have scored and you know if you go into extra time in that game and Tottenham are hanging on in there good side well organised side they've got players like Harry Kane on the pitch the last thing you want is to is to having to you know to continue at one all. Maybe they even take it to penalties. You know you don't want it to get that far. The celebrations in that end were mad. It seals your happiness. It seals the victory. It seals the fact that you can then. You know, even with 10 minutes to go, you can get a little bit complacent and think, you know, this, this is done. And that's when the party started. What Divock Origi's goal did was it released all that pressure and it allowed our end, while the game was still going on, to really relax. And you know then that you're winning the European Cup and you can have a party in that end. You've got all the trophy lifts to come and all the celebrations, but there's the, I would love just a, a single shot of just continuous that continuous 10 minutes just to watch our end for that 10 minutes while the, the game's still going on because it's absolute bedlam and it's glorious. Finally, we were champions of Europe again. It's been far, far too long. As much as I would have loved to have been over there, again, Liverpool was the place to be that night. It was unreal. I, I All I did from that goal going in is dance, drink, jump up and down, 
little bit of work and then back out and danced and drank and just, it was a just release of emotion and, and we got to replicate that so many times in the next few years. It was just amazing. It just, he was deified as an absolute cult hero that season and that was just the, the, the icing on top of the, the cake, really. Incredible. Hey everyone, welcome back. Yeah, you can check out the 50 greatest moments of the Jürgen Club era so far on the RedmenTV.com. Sign up, not just that um, two-part wonderful series, but there's loads of uh, Liverpool-related documentary series, full-length, feature-length documentaries, interviews with Liverpool legends, past and present. And if you join as a club legend, you get a load of extra bonus features, access to our wonderful Discord group, free merchandise and the rest. Perfect time to sign up when the Reds are actually winning football matches. Yes, it is. Um, okay, Chris Pajak, uh, when was the last time Carlo Ancelotti won at Anfield? It was the 3-0 Real Madrid game. It was. And the player, I think, was James Rodriguez. The Everton player, could be James Rodriguez, correct? The start 11, I don't need the extra bonus points. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> Callum, who was, in, Callum, who was in goal? Who was in goal for Liverpool that night? Um, Minule. Mignolet, correct. Do you want to have a stab at any of the back four? Um, Moreno was left back. He was. Skirtle and Lovren were centre backs. They were. I'm going to go... Uh, was it Glenn Johnson right back? Oh, he's nailed this so far. Go on, keep going. Let's see what you got in right. the field. Central midfield, Gerard. Yep. I'm trying to remember who else we had. It's, um, I know Gerald didn't play at the Bernabeu and there was an uproar about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Joe Allen, oh, yeah. did Joe Allen start this game? Joe Allen started the game. Wow. Um, and I'm thinking Lucas Lever. Oh, no. <sighs> third midfielder. Who was the third midfielder, Dad? Adam Lallana. No. Chris Pajak? <laughs> Come on, this is the easiest one of the lot. Is it? Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Henderson. Why was it? He literally still plays <laughs> in the midfield. <laughs> Henderson, Welton, Callum, um, and a front three. Any names, Chris? Uh, Sterling, Raheem Sterling, no studdage. Coutinho and Balotelli. Felipe Coutinho and Mario Balotelli. Wow. And we genuinely thought we were going to beat a Real Madrid team <laughs> that had Casillas, um, oh, oh, wow, Arbelo, um, Rafael Varane, Pepe, Marcello, James Rodriguez, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, Isco, Benzema and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, we got beat 3-0 that night. We got absolutely three, battered. 3-0 three nil, three nil down at half time. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we uh, they walked all over us that night. Yeah, and, and, and Chris you, got caught on camera giving a standing ovation to Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> and got slaughtered for the days that followed. Yeah, absolutely. And literally forty five thousand people stood up and applauded Cristiano Ronaldo off the pitch because he was that good. And the camera happened to fall on this. Uh, oh my god! I mean, at least you didn't have an Everton shirt on while you were doing it. Fantastic! <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Jesus wept. Um, Oh, well, while we're here, by the way, yeah, because it's doubtless going to come up because it's a derby week. Just to say one more time, Chris lost the bet with his brother, had to wear the shirt, and I took the photo of him. He's not got a twin. He wishes he had. It was a stupid bet because Chris Pajak does not back out on a bet. Whether that makes him stupid, brave, or honourable, I do not know, It was, but it was it done. Was, the photo was taken outside your dad's house yeah, as yeah. well, wasn't oh, it? Absolutely. It's in your thingy. And, I, and I'm more embarrassed by the jeans than I am the evidence <laughs> to be perfect. Honestly, yeah, because they were terrible, terrible jeans. Because it is, it is, yeah, stonewashed, boot cut, stonewashed jeans, and his Marlboro and his Marlboro light clutched in hand. What a time! What a time it was. Um, so yeah, there we go. Because we have to mention that every major said that because Chris's mentions will be filled with it because it always is. Um, right, let's get on with the um, let's get on with the show then, and what we're going to do this weekend. Um, I guess that the only real selection thing, or selections will depend on players coming back. If Fabinho is fit, Chris, do you put him back in at centre-half? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because you're just playing a new centre-back partnership again, aren't you? You know, we don't want to make it number 17 this week, I don't feel yeah. like. I think Jordan Henderson and Kabak, they built up a little bit of a rapport there. I think Henderson will be dying to get back into midfield. He he, he wants to be in that midfield. And I can see that, like, look, we, we were supposed to rest Thiago against Leicester, weren't mm-hmm. we? And he ends up coming in for James Milner. So he's probably due a break at some point uh, and due a, due, due a bit of a rest. And, you know, he picks up yellow cards and all that. And he's going against a, a team that injured him last time out as well. There's a potential there that there's, and it's going to be tasty. Um, there's a potential that he might lose his head. And maybe that's another reason as well. Maybe that plays into your thinking. So knowing what Kurt Jones knows about this game growing up a scouser in mm-hmm. the city, knowing Genie Wijnaldum, he knows this game and Jordan Henderson knows this game. That's a midfield three for me that can really do the business against Everton. Yeah. Would I risk it on the on a new centre-back partnership? I will not give the answer to that. Do I think Klopp will risk it? No. 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the point, isn't it, Callum, is that we we don't know what the pecking order is for centre-halves yet. Like, there's a chance that he does just think that, you know, Fabinho, he, he, Fabinho is ahead of Jordan Henderson in the centre-back pecking order, which I think we knew that because, obviously, Henderson was playing in midfield, Fabinho was playing at the back. For Can the I just interrupt, sorry? I'd, I'd be more tempted to throw Fabinho in at the end. And keep the centre back well, the same. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Is that we we this might tell us or it might not because it might be easier just to put Fabinho in midfield because as as we said there that that would then be three games for Henderson and, and Kabak. They've been okay, you know, in in that time. We talked a lot on the final word about how Henderson's passing range has has, has certainly aided the team in in, in, that, in that spell. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see what the manager does if Fabinho is available. Yeah, I think I agree with Chris. There. Um, I just, I think it's a risk just throwing a new centre back partnership at this stage. And Fabinho's best position is defensive midfield as well. So if you're throwing him in there. Yes, you're losing Hendo in midfield, but you're gaining a massive asset in central midfield. And Fabinho, it's not only his, his defending and reading of the game, but it's his passing as well going forward. He's very creative from that DM role. But also, I'm more of a prevention and a cure type of person. And Fabinho, he stops the ball getting to our defence so much. So him being there actually relieves a lot of the pressure on Kabak and Henderson. And then you mm -hmm. start to build up a little partnership between those three and you can build the team around that spine there as well. And I think him coming back into DM, there's less pressure than if he comes back as a centre-back as well. Dad? I don't know. Have we got a free week this week coming up? Do we not have a midweek? After this week, yeah. After the weekend. So, so I, I wouldn't surprise me if he left Fabinho out completely mm. um, and and then worked on him and Kabak throughout the next week. Mm. Because there's one. no doubt in my mind that Fabinho's our main centre-back at the moment, mm -hmm. um, sad as it is. Um, and he, he, he will play the rest of the season alongside Kabak. But the, everyone's right. You can't just throw them in and again and cause the chaos. So I suspect he'll leave him out and until next week. So I think he'll play Henderson and Kabak at centre-back. It's tricky. It's so, it is so tricky because you're right. We've just managed, you know, we, the form, the form's been getting better. The result, we finally got a win, which again helps. And it just feel, it feels like we're, we're nurturing something. You know, like we, we find, you know, we've managed to, against the odds, you know, we are, you know, it, it, we're, we're on Mars trying to cultivate just enough food to sustain us and Liverpool have managed to get the first sort of shoots uh, growing here and it's whether we can, whether we want to run the risk of dousing that has just changed the methodology. But there is something with the Fabinho thing, I think as mentioned, you know, you could just drop him in mm. for this game and, you know, particularly because their midfield's probably going to, it's definitely going to have Decore in it and then there's, there's obviously will be question marks about who uh, Tom Davis will probably be in there. Um, I quite like the idea of getting, just having a bigger a bigger fella in the midfield just to give us a little bit more of a, of a battle because Decore has given us some torrid yeah. afternoons. Yeah, at he, he, he sets the line, doesn't he? Fabinho, that's what he does. He, he camps himself 40 yards away from goal and goes, you're not getting past me, mate. You know, and, that, and that's what Fabinho does so well. And he recycles possession. And we, 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 we've just wave upon wave of attacks because Fabinho's there and we're able to, to not have to go all the way back to the centre-halves and stuff. I, I, I agree with John. I think Fabinho and Kabak is the centre-back partnership for the rest of the season. I just don't think it starts this weekend, I suppose. Yeah, or, I mean, we've not even mentioned Davies because we've no idea where he where he is or where he falls in any of this. You know, he's, if he 
he's been training for a week, the plan might have been for him and Kabach to be to just start both games alongside each other and we'll see. And again, this is the thing, we're back into that world of we would probably all just keep Jordan Henderson at centre half because we know it works and we've seen it. We've won a game. game. Yeah, God, don't don't change anything. It's finally working. Quick, just hold on, hold on to that. But you know, for all we know, that's just been that's been another emergency pairing in the situation and you're right it might well have just been Fabinho or it might well have just been Davies and we might find out, out of nowhere Fabinho's back Davies has been training for a full for a full week and all of a sudden it's Davies and Kabak no oh, Fabinho Henderson I the but I do agree with the, the, the DM thing if you're going to change one thing I think you do, at the moment Thiago's just found a little bit of form Curtis Jones is playing really well Genie probably needs the rest which might be a contributing factor to it so you could do worse than just Genie, no, 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 no. But you, ridiculous. <laughs> but you could, it would be comforting to have an option to retake that. I don't, Callum, I don't really think there's too much more other than that, is there really? You know, everything else feels like a shout that probably weakens what we're what we're trying to do. Apart from Divock, Callum. Yeah. Off the bench, mate. Yeah, he's, he's got... Is Pickford fit again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Pickford is fit because it increases our chance of winning the game, in my opinion. He's that bad. Yeah, it doesn't matter um, that Olsen's worse. It matters that he's a second-choice goalkeeper. The second-choice goalkeepers are always better than Anfield. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Um, no, I, I think you guys are right with the selection. I mean, one name that we forget is, is Nat Phillips as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he hasn't really put a foot wrong, but he just seems to have just gone way down in the pecking order, which is... Seems a bit weird, but um, Klopp obviously has his reasons. He sees him. The thing is, Cal. Sorry to interrupt, mate. If if Phillips was the answer, we wouldn't have bought two centre halves. So yeah. I'm not surprised he's gone down the pecking order. To be honest, yeah. and you can see it. It's again. It's at this point, it's who's partner in Kabach. You know, mm. I think that's what we're kind of starting to see. Unless we just want to rotate, I think it'd be mad if we just started taking him, taking him out and rotating him. I don't think you need to rotate centre halves unless they're injured, as we've discovered. Um, so it is who partners and who's the best partner. And you listen back to the. Um, have anyone watched the all Cabax touches video on the Liverpool website? Not yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you can hear Jordan Henderson barking over the top of the match. Of course, you can whenever he's on the pitch. But that's the thing about Henderson. Is yes, I don't think he's. I don't think his defensive position has been great in fact it's been the one weakness of him playing at centre half but one thing he does do is he just talk, he, he talks and shouts uh, the nearby players through the game and it's whether we feel Kabak's actually because he looks like a confident kid you know I, I could see a world before long where you would be fine with mm. him you know just just being in there you know God knows Joe Gomez finally got there albeit he's obviously three or four years older of course but um, I do wonder that the, the, the Nat Phillips of, do you trust Nat Phillips to be the guy to marshal what we're doing. That's why I think it's probably, he is probably just down the pecking order and uh, Davies, mm. is pro- Davies will probably be above him. In the, and the fact that he's left-footed as well means that it, there's a nice dovetailing of Kabak and him at some point. But again, com- com- complete unknowns. Um, but you yeah. might be right, that might be just another another week will, will, will help us. And let's have another little quick look at the other games going to be going on this weekend. Um, Southampton Chelsea's the early kickoff on the Saturday before us. It would be very nice indeed, Dad, if um, Chelsea could just have their legs swept from under them. You know, just to just to sort of stem the tide of positivity. Minamino and Ings. Yeah, I mean that that's got it's got a fantastic story written all over it. That really hasn't it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean Southampton are a funny sound a bit like us. They've, they've been terrific at times this season. And then suddenly, for no reason whatsoever, well, they beat us. And as soon as they beat us, they became rubbish. 
<laughs> and they've been <laughs> terrible ever since. But yeah. um, that's, what, that's what you get. Yeah, we've got Danny Ings. You've always got a chance of a goal. And Minamino mm. scored on his debut, didn't he? There, so yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've lost the last five, haven't they? Southampton in the, in the league and stuff at the moment. Do you win? Yeah, yeah. They do win. This could be a really good weekend for us. Obviously, you know, West Ham play Spurs as well. That's another big game in the fight for top four. Southampton, although the form they're in is not great, they've got the ability to beat teams. Mm -hmm. I hope we, as well. you know, and we're in a six pointer ourselves. Results could go our way this weekend, and we could be in. Fourth, this is uh, we talked about this about getting your form back at the right time in terms of all the other things that happen around the league. Obviously, we slipped down to sixth ahead ahead of this game, which is a which is a concern. But you're right, the way the fixtures fall, there's an opportunity for us to completely flip the table back into a way that we want we want it to be. If we can go and get the three, normally points you have to wait a, a few weeks for this type of a situation. Whereas equally. Flip reverse, it's the same for the other sides. Well, yeah, exactly. If we do, and that's the problem, is that if we if we cock it up against Everton, we could end up in a really, really difficult situation. But particularly again, if if Chelsea continue to to continue to win games, because they're going to start to start to pull away from us, which is a which is a problem. But you might looking at the the fixture, the, the the Southampton thing. I, I, you know, everyone knows I like I like a, a nice narrative of a story. I'm I'm reminded of um, Barini, I think, being on loan at Sunderland in thirteen fourteen, was yeah. it? And, and he just kept scoring like penalties and important goals against teams that mattered to us. I'd be I'd be well up for Minamino and and, and to a certain extent Ings being that factor for us this year. Uh, let's let's just hope it starts at the weekend. Um, you mentioned that Chris West Ham spares. Um, I mean, Callum, that's a that's a <clears throat> that's a tricky one. I mean, I, you would imagine Spurs will come out on on top in that one, but that's got just a terrible game of football written all over it. As it is, two teams to attempt to engage at, at arm's length uh, whilst <laughs> defending for their lives. Yeah, yeah, it could it could either be. I mean, the the game earlier in this season was was a great game. The three three when Lanzini got that worldie at the end, but um, both teams I think were a bit more adventurous than uh, Mourinho definitely is an adventurous now is literally get the ball to Kane on the halfway line, play it over the top to Son and, and score a goal. That That is their game at the moment. So it could be a rough watch, that one. Yeah, the Villa... Villa. I, don't, I, I think West Ham are favourites in that game. I think the oh, way that West Ham are yeah. playing, the way that Tottenham are playing... Yeah, I agree and Tottenham have lost four of the last five games. Yeah. West Ham have been putting in performances and getting results. Yeah. Yeah, time for them to lose. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, the uh, Villa Leicester, in terms of those teams, I think we'll get a clearer picture from that of our Leicester genuine, you know, second or third in the table material, our Aston Villa genuine top four material. Does it? It's got a draw would kind of be lovely, I think, in in, in this game. Yeah, I think. I mean. I'm not disrespecting Leicester. You know, they've been in the top four for the last 18 months by one day, and it just happened to be the last day of the bloody league season last yeah. year, didn't it? They're top four. Yeah. They should be spoken about every time we talk about the, the good sides, not the big sides, the good sides in this league for a reason. They're starting to put it together and they don't look as brittle and as fragile as they did do. I I, I guess Leicester go on and beat Aston Villa there. Hmm. Uh, Arsenal City, Dad City to absolutely wipe the floor with Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a really funny side, Arsenal, at the moment. Sometimes they look absolutely fantastic. Other times they just look rubbish. Um, and they're, 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 again, they're another team like us. They've just been up and down all season. Um, and City now are just, you know, imperious, aren't they? they? They've just gone over their hump at the beginning of the season and they're now just playing the best football they've played for like two years, probably. 
As far as Arsenal can say, I think that you know they don't need De Bruyne because Gundogan playing his role is actually better at it than De Bruyne is. So yeah, um, you don't. They don't. We can find De Bruyne because he's. They don't need it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just take him off their hands. Save him a few bob in wages. There is Gundogan injured at the moment. He picked up an injury, didn't he, last time out? Interesting. I don't know. Um, no, I don't know how. I don't did. know how bad that it was. Yeah, because be he scored good. the two goals, didn't he, at the weekend? Yeah. And then I'm sure he goes off injured in that game. And as, well. as we mentioned before, they've got Everton Wednesday, Wednesday night, which is an extra game for Man City to play. You know, with with the with the, this game looming at the weekend as well. So you never know. I, I have no. Again, at this point, Arsenal are very Everton like. Where don't ever put any of your hopes, dreams, or faith into them to get a result mm. for you because you're only going to end up disappointed. Uh, you that's in there are funny sides. I mean, I, I, their fans don't ever seem particularly amused by no. them um, <laughs> they're just they're, 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 like, they're, it's like they're scared of drawing games as well because I mean I think I'm right in saying they've won 10 only drawn 4 and lost 10 like that's a crazy stat isn't it for Arsenal yeah. Football Club and, and to win as many games as they've lost their yeah. fans actually wanted Wenger out let's not forget who got them in the Champions League every season. That's how stupid their fans are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. We're bored of finishing fourth. We want to finish tenth. Yeah. Get, get rid of him. Get rid of him. We want to get we want the climb back up to fourth again, you know what I mean? For the for the ride. But that's what Arsenal are, are you know, I I have no expectations on Arsenal at all. The Arteta knowing Pep thing hasn't really worked out too well. Maybe this is an opportunity for them, but he's gone back to basics and that draw things interesting for Arsenal because what you you, you turn your defeats into draws then you turn your draws into wins and that's your progression of how you go from being a you know fringes of Europe team to being a Champions League team to potentially being they're going the other way though but this they've turned that, their wins into draws and their draws into losses what over the last two years yeah. but what they've done is they've cut out they've just binned off loads of senior players and he's just gone back to kids he's just gone back to like I mean like Smith Rose come out of nowhere I've had him on footy manager for the last three seasons quality but he's been nowhere near their team and like they, that's what they're going they, he's going back to a bunch of lads that he can mould and, and, and shape and have do the thing so they might be able to do something but it would be like a I would be more like they might be able to nick a draw rather than any expectation that they'll go and beat Man City but that's a best that City will just turn them over I imagine uh, and United Newcastle Newcastle are dreadful absolutely dreadful all of a sudden they're sucked into the relegation fight mm. no expectations there whatsoever um, yeah I, I reckon Newcastle win that game go ahead no just, just... <laughs> no. <laughs> Steve Bruce uh, master class oh yeah, yeah. Cause he got, did he get the monkey off his back last season with, with the win over Manchester United did he get a win over them last season maybe go on Dad, what I reckon you get twenty to one for Newcastle to win that. For a reason, yeah, because <laughs> they're absolutely yeah. rubbish. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure they beat them last season. Yeah. It was one of them. One of the brothers got a wonder goal or something against. Oh them, didn't yeah, long yeah. stuff. You're right. One nil. Yeah. Yeah, was it Sean or Matty or something? Which one of them was oh, it? No, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm sure because it, it was like Steve Bruce has literally played against Manchester United 700 times as a manager and not got a win. And I'm sure they got the win last season. Fingers and crossed. that's it now. That's just the start of something. Yeah, let's, let's just have everyone yeah, else start lose. the season, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, let's have everyone lose apart from us. Uh, that'll be great. Uh, that's not obviously not possible. Uh, but there you go. Uh, right, okay, let's have score predictions. Liverpool, Everton, Merseyside, Derby, Saturday, 5.30, Chris Page, what will the score? One be? all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Genuinely, you think we're going to draw no. one all? Yeah. 
Yeah. Callum, what's the score is going to be? Um, I'm hearing Calvin Lewin is a doubt. If 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 he's a doubt, I'm going three one Liverpool. Okay, Dad. Two one. Cool. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a bit of Callum's action there. If if Calvin Lewin's out and we know he's he, he, he's a he was ruled out of the midweek game for, for Man City. They'll be doing everything in their power to get him back, mm. even if he's only, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll rush him back, even if he's not fully fit. If he's not on the field or he's, he's down, that gives us a much better... I think, I think Richarlison's their second highest goal scorer on eight this season. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take a 3-1 to Liverpool. Thank you very much for all that. Let me know your thoughts in the comments alongside. Give us your score predictions. What will your starting 11 be? What would you do? What do you do, Hotshot, if Fabinho is fit? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, right, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. That is the Build Up Show. We'll be back live on Saturday for a watch-along. Do join us 15 minutes before the game kicks off for the actual game itself. If you want to react to the team news, it is an hour before kickoff. So 4.30, we'll be live on the channel. Do subscribe. Click that notification bell to be notified when we do go live. Uh, don't forget to check uh, Callum out as well. Team Coppish on YouTube doing big thank things. Um, and, uh, yeah, boss, and uh, other than that, yeah, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back very, very soon indeed. Tara. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.